Good morning, everybody. Good morning. We're back. Welcome back to the Fully Torque Show. I am Colin. I'm here with my co-host, Mr. Cody. And we don't have to apologize for extended absences. This is true. We do not. So we're hopefully going to keep a regular schedule this time. We're excited to be back and kind of share a little bit of time with you guys talking about stuff. Um, we have a few topics that we wanted to go over, um, specifically around probably video game stuff. We want to talk about the Ubisoft Quartz. Interesting note that's been going on. The uh, YouTube change with the dislikes uh, being removed from public view. And uh, maybe some video games that are coming out and sort of what we've been playing. So yep. I'm excited to jump into it. We'll, uh, we'll probably, since we're going on the bi-weekly, we can hold off for our game of the year and end of the year recap. Because we did that uh, the first year of the podcast, and that was yeah, fun. It was, and we're actually recording the same night as the Game Awards. So we'll try and keep a little eye on that. It might actually be you know just starting as we kind of wrap up. So worst case, we'll, we'll kind of discuss that after the fact. Because there have been, at least in my opinion, a lot of good stuff that's come out this year. Um, especially in the last month or two. I guess that yeah, makes sense. It's been backloaded. Yeah. Uh, as usual, you know, the November releases. I looked through the list of nominees and I thought it was pretty good. It was pretty much what I would expect. Yeah. Sometimes they have some oddballs in there, but mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. And to be fair, I don't know how they're picked, but um, I know Jeff Keeley recently went on Twitter and gave like a pretty solid condemnation of Activision Blizzard. Yeah. Especially with what's been going on with their company. I think we talked about it last time. In fairness, uh, smarter people than me have talked about it too. So they could probably give better takes than, than I could really explain quickly. Yeah. Uh, the whole thing's a shit show. I probably, like just like you said, we probably won't hash the whole thing out, but... As far as uh, the context of the Game Awards, the way that I understand it is that um, Activision Blizzard's only involvement in this year's Game Awards is that they can be nominated. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think any like representatives are attending, and they certainly can't win an award. Really? Yeah. I didn't realize um, that part, I suppose. Yeah, they can only be nominated. So Because it's like you still want to give credit for all the developers' work, I would assume. Right. right. It's a fine line between like shitting on the people that have been working for years on you know all these releases and updates and um, not dismissing what was going on. So mm -hmm. if you don't know what we're referring to, google it because we're not gonna hash it out <laughs> yeah i don't it's I, it's not it, honestly it's not even timely news at this point sure um the only reason we're talking about it is because the game awards it came up again yeah for sure so um i think we'll just leave that there i'll be interested to see what wins um i know there's been some i feel like this has been the year of like a lot of really great indie games yep um, and I know there's a couple left coming out that I think look pretty good. So I noticed that Cyberpunk um, was nominated for RPG of the Year. Yeah, which I thought was interesting. It, I um, guess it couldn't make it last year. So. Yeah. Well, so the category Game of the Year or like categories that encompass more than just like are you the best game in this genre or like, do you have the best sound design or something really specific like that? Yeah. They have to consider all of that, right? Yeah. Like if you have an awesome game that is buggy or an awesome game that has terrible sound design or an awesome, like really good gameplay, but 
the online services or something that you prompt that's they those are criteria for game of the year mm-hmm. right it's not just best gameplay of the year it's or like, like best single player it's like it's everything right yeah so that pretty much disqualifies i think cyberpunk i think it has to yeah so i know because uh looking at like the list of nominees because i'd taken a list of them as well um I, for me i think the winner at least has to be it takes two yeah to, to i don't know if you had a chance to play it i did but yeah the fact that like it's just like super varied and it yeah. just feels really genuine like i i don't think i've played a game quite like it except for a way out but it i mean it's the same company yeah. so that makes total sense but yeah it's, that it's hard to describe but i i really really love that game to so. be fair i didn't play all the nominees for game of the year but mm-hmm. that one's just a great one i think i played every single one so that actually is interesting uh, you played death loop uh, i did i played death loop i played re village i, I love i'm a resident evil sucker yeah so, uh, we've talked about that on the pod before so that was fun uh, to me though like i don't know and we can talk about stories a little bit more on on different topics but like the story has always been super dumb in those games but it's fun to run around and yeah. shoot zombies or lichens in that game so yeah and then metroid's up um, I like that game. You played Metroid. Yeah, I, I like that game. Um, I thought it was good. If, if you love those types of games, I think that could easily be your game of the year. So, And then Rift Apart, which was fun. I, I love Ratchet & Clank. I've played them for forever, so yeah. that was a really, really solid game. But I think beyond being really pretty, um, it was great. It was fun to play, but I, I don't see it as like... To me, game of the year is like something that like you, you treat as like a benchmark for games yeah. in the same category. But... It's also just a popularity contest at the end of the day. So I think I just really got out of the loop this year with the CODs and the Halos and the AAA stuff. Yeah. That I really glossed a lot of those. But Understood. Um, honestly, the Game Awards nominees often serve as a list of a backlog for me. Yeah, you know, for Because sure. I'm like, oh, okay. Like Sometimes there's ones nominated that I haven't even heard of. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's, that's become more rare, but... Sometimes I can just use the nominees as like, all right, let's throw that in the Steam backlog. For sure. Um, I think that kind of bridges us nicely into talking about kind of what we have had time for. Yep. Um, I know we talked about it before, but the release since we discussed that I think both of us have, have spent a fair amount of time with is is Forza Horizon 5. Yeah, probably the most for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, I think you've played it more than I have. So do you have like initial thoughts of, of what you think of it? Yeah, I mean... I love it. Like yeah. for me, as far as things that I have spent the most time playing, like that's my favorite release from the year. It's amazing that they can keep it fresh with like, there's hardly any games that get to the fifth or sixth where it's like, you're not almost like mocking parts of it in a way. Yeah. But somehow they're pulling it off. I yeah. mean, it's just tastefully, expanded on yeah without getting rid of all the fun core features that everyone likes like none of the main functionality has ever been taken out yep like you think of any game with five sequels halo gears of war the big ones they get fast and furious is what i call (laughs) it and it just gets so far off the rails it has nothing to do with the original one right if you glanced at a screen of someone playing the force the first forza horizon and then you glanced you know check over here, a guy's playing Forza Horizon 5, you might not even notice that it's a different game. But when you play, you'll definitely notice. And to me, that is like 
that's the move right there. Yeah, it feels incredible. They haven't to, dismantled anything. It's just nope. like it's it's awesome, and the car catalog is great. The sound design is insane. I think it's actually a, a nominee for a sound design award. You might be right. I can check that while while we're discussing. Um, the sound design is just ridiculous. Um, the granularity that goes into changing tiny engine parts it changes the sound of your engine in a realistic way that it would on your actual car and yep. like that is just awesome to me the um kind of storyline missions are really interesting they mix in a lot of kind of like theme park style things where you're doing jumps and activities and little mini games and stuff like that that kind of break up the racing and then you get a bulk of street racing and a bulk of dirt racing. And you can shoot, you can play any way you want, and you're always rewarded for it, right? Like, nothing in the game feels pointless or grindy. Mm-hmm. Like, everything in the game gets you credits, rank, XP, sometimes even entire vehicles. Like, everything is worth checking out in the game, mm-hmm. which is rare. Yeah. It's like one thing that I really have to applaud and, and agree with you on is it's to me, it fits in the same like vein as like an open world game, how you can traverse between races and stuff. And a lot of games that have open worlds have what, what I think of as like the Skyrim effect, where you essentially when you're going between locations, there's not shit to do. Right. So you literally are just traveling between point to point. You end yep. up fast traveling. You don't appreciate it. But they have so many little like Easter eggs and stuff to hunt along yep. the, the map that it really encourages you to explore. It yeah. wants you to. And it's a world that I think deserves it because it obviously yeah. there's been a lot of love put into it so you get really cool. rewarded for literally aimlessly driving around yep like if you're driving through the woods or just like sliding around and like messing around in your car and checking out the map you're sitting there getting skill chain bonuses mm-hmm. and sometimes you even get the skill song thing where you get a multiplier and yep. it's literally like nothing in the game is pointless you can just slide around and not have any waypoint or anything you're doing and you're progressing through the game that's Mm -hmm. the best part of it for me yeah it's just such a great way to spend an hour or two kind of bouncing around and you know if you're into racing games i feel like it's already on your radar but for anyone who's on the fence it is just a lovely time it is so fun to just jump in and because it it clearly loves the source material it clearly loves what it's doing and it's it's i feel like it deserves every every praise you can give it and you are right it is up for audio design okay yeah i thought thought so and Mm -hmm. and the multiplayer too is really good um the way that you can kind of pop in and out and i've noticed if i'm in a discord chat with three or four guys play and everyone will kind of go silent sometimes and they're like concentrating on a skill chain or like messing with their cars i'm like hey you guys there like are we playing Mm because it just it gets you like it's not a new feature but i always love the drive avatars yeah it makes it feel a little more personal because yeah. you can see your friends list it's they're not really there for people who haven't played but it shows their cars so it essentially uh, kind of makes it feel like you're playing with your friends yeah. even if you're not actively doing it i think that's a really nice little touch they've done a good job getting rid of griefing too online mm-hmm. um they 
cars will ghost easier to where you're, you'll just drive right through someone. So if you're cruising around somewhere and someone's going 200 miles per hour right up behind you, they're not going to bash you off the track. They'll just go right through you. So Yeah, I've seen that. I had one or two times where it felt like someone was trying to run into my ass, but they yeah. like just ran out to the side. Yeah, so I it, got... it almost has like grief detection because if you're mm-hmm. just racing and you're bumping a little, that's okay. Yeah. But if you're like turned around completely backwards or you're obviously not involved in the race and you're just slamming people, it'll yeah. ghost you. Yeah, I totally get Super it. Super cool. Yeah, it is. It's such a good time. I and played it on xCloud on my phone. Really? Uh, it was one of the only games that I tested out on the... So if you have Game Pass Ultimate, you can sign up for the xCloud beta. And I streamed Forza Horizon on my iPhone 12 Pro Max. And How was it? It was... I mean, I had a hard time detecting any latency. Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it was that good. Yeah. So... Does that sh- remind me? Does that stream from your specific device, or it's just streaming from like a cloud? Yeah, it streams unit. from uh, Azure Cloud. Yeah. So Microsoft's cloud provider, uh, just to your device. That's awesome. So I haven't. I don't think we've we've covered this in a couple a couple episodes actually. So we won't go super into the pros and cons of cloud gaming, but mm-hmm. it's still like a little impractical for me. Like there's only a few use cases where I'm yeah. gonna like bust it out and sit there with a controller on my phone. Uh, but there's definitely you know traveling. You're in a hotel room. All you have is a laptop. You can play Forza. Like it might not be the same experience that you get sitting at your console or your PC at home. It's close, but it's good enough to get you by while you're in a hotel for a weekend mm-hmm. on a work trip, whatever. Like it is to that point. I think. I think that's a huge leap from yeah. even when we talked about it because when Stadia was coming out, it was all just you know nothing had really done it well, and Stadia didn't do it yeah, well. It was. It wasn't a good experience. Yeah, which yeah. is unfortunate. I I, I kind of wanted it to, to succeed, but it sounds like xCloud and other services, because I think Sony's working on one as well. So yeah. um, they'll be fun to see. So I think cloud gaming is just the wave of the future. I feel like you can't get away from it. Yeah. I was looking through the audio design nominees, and it occurs to me that one game that I really like that we actually didn't talk about uh, because it came out kind of in, in our break was... Um, I have a PlayStation 5 and the game Returnal. Have you played that or do you know much about it? Yeah, I I haven't played it, but I'm familiar with it. And I don't have a PS5. Yeah, so I am a huge roguelite fan, if I haven't mentioned that before. Uh, I loved Hades last year. That was probably my game of the year. Um, So Returnal is in that same vein for for anyone who's not familiar. Uh, But I think... That game has some of the best sound design I have ever heard as far as like being aware of like where enemies are and like the feedback you get from your weapons. And it is such a good selling point for the PlayStation 5 controller because it like has because of how the the vibration motors work, like every gun feels different in your hand. Um, it becomes clear like because you have your normal firing and then you have like a secondary fire for every gun and you feel a certain motion when that recharges. Yeah. So it just feels so good to run around and play that game. So I I just wanted to give it a huge mention because I think it's in the same vein as like those bullet hell style games like uh, Enter the Gungeon if anyone has played that. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. Yeah, it's easy to see the because they're not like the enemies do shoot range stuff, but they're like big 
blobs almost that you can yeah. like dodge through and you have invincibility frames so it's like once you kind of get the the idea behind like how the combat loop works um it is so satisfying to run around and it to be fair it's nails hard if i have like a huge like a critique of it um it's that the runs are really long so like um if you're doing binding of isaac like you know a run could be an hour right like some of them but not all of them are or five seconds or five seconds (laughs) if you're really shit which i can be so um the with returnal i feel like your smallest run is going to be like an hour and a half wow like and they can go longer than that like it just it feels like a lot of time invested but the problem i think is not that because obviously you can suspend it and come back it's that there's not a whole lot of carryover when you do die so when you use weapons you unlock new like abilities that they can have like passives but with when you do die like you don't like take a lot of except for experience and like your own personal skill really nothing comes with you you still have to pick everything back up so there's not like a lot of permanence to it like you just kind of do your loop and then um you know, you kind of have to restart from scratch after that, which can be kind of demoralizing when they're that long. So it's just a game that I play like a loop or two. I'm like, ah, fuck, I'm not going to play this for another month. And you (laughs) noticed how good the sound was like beforehand. Like you, you Mm -hmm. felt that before you even like, dude, it's hard to describe. Like I'm kind of a, if, if a game sound like really grabs me, it, really pulls me in because to me like if you talk about movies or stuff i think sound is like 60 percent of the experience and i think for games like it's it's a lot of the same idea and we can talk about that in a second about a game that just came out that i think does it pretty well so far but what do you um, use sound wise on the playstation like do you have have it hooked up to so i have a receiver here that's hooked up to a a set of bookshelves so you're running your playstation through your normal audio setup i am okay yeah so that like it's i don't have the full 5.1 i just have a a two channel but even that like i can pretty easily tell stuff behind me i can tell if it's coming from like you know obviously the sides is easy but um it gives great indication for that so because a lot of it becomes like crazy so those bullet hell games especially because you're like really close in on your character it can be difficult to see like where all this shit's coming from because there's so much of it yeah so the fact that it it's not just your eyes anymore. You have a secondary set of senses that you can use to your advantage. Like, it's it's really cool. Yeah. It's really, really cool. So it reminds me of this other little game that I, I play on Steam called Devil Daggers. I think it's like five bucks. Uh, I think I've mentioned it before on the, the podcast, but it's essentially like a gauntlet style. Just see how long you can survive. But it does that really well, too, of like just you. There's so much shit on the screen. It's like being able to tell where stuff is like once you get a feel for like what's there it's like a sixth sense your third eye opens yeah so it's really cool so yeah when, when you get into the roguelike flow it's almost mm-hmm. like you're plugged in it's like, addictive yeah, yeah. I, I like it a lot the where it becomes like instinctual the movement and all yeah. that so uh, I'm a I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff so I just wanted to give it a mention because I, I really think it's it's worth your time if anyone uh, was curious it's it's a little steep i think it's still actually it goes on sale pretty often but for full price especially you know if you're not into the roguelite formula i could see it not being your thing but did they release it on previous gen uh no it's just a ps5 game so it's only playable there which is unfortunate but uh, i to me like 
the DualSense controller is such a game changer. Like I, I, I kind of see where they're coming from, especially because the the company who made it, House Marquee or House Mark, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. They're Australian people. Um, Series X and PS5s are easier to get now than uh, 30 series cards, right? They are. So, from my understanding, like uh, with the Black Friday sales, the easiest to get device was a Series X. Yeah. So, or the that's the smaller one, the yeah. Series S. Series S, yeah. That was the most sold console, or I think a technological unit for yeah. the Black Friday sale, which I think is great. I mean, it's obvious that like they probably had the most uh, like stock to sell, yeah. but people aren't buying shit they don't want. Yeah. So. So, I think the whole Series S and Series X thing is kind of interesting marketing wise, especially now that they're fully in stock, because if you're someone that is. If you know enough to like look at uh, restocking fees at feeds and like updated pages of what's going on, then you know the difference in the S and the X and you know what you're getting. If you're someone that just walks into Target and buys a game console or maybe is like buying a Christmas present for your kid or whatever, you really might not know. You just say, like, oh, that's the new Xbox, right? So that I think is probably intentional from Microsoft, but like unclear, like what part of that is good and bad for the consumer. Like it's good that it's cheaper, but it's bad that it's unclear of what the difference is. You know, it's almost like iPhone 12, iPhone 12 pro your average person. That's not into consumer technology. They go into the phone store and they're like, I need a new phone. What's the new iPhone, right? Oh, the newest one's 12. Okay, I'll take that. Give me that bad boy. There's a 12 Pro. There's a 12 Pro Max or whatever. There's, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing with the Xbox. Like, if Grandma just goes to Target, she doesn't know. Yeah. Before, it wasn't like that. It was like Xbox 360. If you don't think about the elites and all that kind of stuff, the Xbox One is the Xbox One. There's granular differences between Xbox One editions. There's a huge difference between the Series S and Series X. For sure. They're like almost not even the same thing Mm -hmm. right so yeah i I totally see where you're coming from because it is a huge boon to them to have them in store but yeah i could see people getting really upset that that's what they end up with like the series x is the the series x and the ps5 is the most cost effective and accessible way right now to 4k 60 frame full tilt game yeah and there's a lot of benefit to that, especially like if games are made for that platform. We mentioned the new Ratchet and Clank game. Playing that, it is almost game changing how fast you can be in there and like levels loading, you like step on a rift and like three seconds later, you're in the level. There's no loading screen. Yeah. You just like go through this animation and you're in a whole new map. Like they could optimize it perfectly for that console. That's crazy. I love that. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, you you really you don't get that on PC, even nope. if you're decked out. I mean, yeah. you're always dealing with Windows. You're always dealing with this and that. And, like, mm-hmm. even if you've got the best overkill gaming rig ever, it's a, a game that is specifically built for a certain set of hardware and a controller that's designed for a certain set of hardware and an interface and everything around it is designed for this one experience it's 
it's not this it's a different deal you know what that reminds it's not me? better or worse it's just different it's different yeah yeah it just reminds me of recently with the halo release my first experience with loading into multiplayer was not good did you play on pc i played on pc i can't play halo with a mouse and keyboard really and i play all first person shooters with a mouse and keyboard you just don't like the feel of i've it? been playing halo for 20 years with a controller it's just literally like, literally because i thought about it halo ce came out when i was about eight or nine i'm 29 so give or take 20 years i've been playing halo with a controller like consistently like i don't think a year has gone by that i just didn't play halo Mm -hmm. for the whole year you know what i mean like that's my game so like i just can't shake it just the way that so so in a call of duty or your typical first person shooter the way that you move is a little more you're not bouncing off of stuff and grappling off of stuff and flying around. You're moving, you're dog you're, you know, dodging, ducking a little bit, aiming, and you're good. Halo, I'm bouncing grenades around corners, turning around really quick, jumping, sliding, moving. And I'm so used to it on the controller that I just like I can't I'm half even if I got used to the controls, I'm like half the player. Yeah. So it's just so instinctual at a point with the controller. Yeah, like my KD is like 50% worse on a mouse and keyboard. Wow. Yeah. It's super. In- so I think that's one huge like remark for this game is that it's, you know, a solid decade after the last Halo, but it's, it feels it's so like good. Halo. We can Dude. talk, let's talk about Halo. Let's talk about Halo. <laughs> we can talk about the multiplayer first. Yeah. So I, I mentioned that loading into it was, was not great. I had a, like two crashes when I first got him. But if we look past that, the experience of playing it has been really good. Oh, yeah. Really oh, yeah. good. I, I was so, like, I almost got a little emotional about it. Yeah. Like, I was like, this is Halo. Yeah. Because I haven't had that in so long. Like, probably since Halo 3 or maybe a little bit of Halo 4, that Halo feeling where it's like, this is core Halo gameplay with awesome quality of life features. That's all I need. Mm-hmm. I don't need a bunch of crazy stuff. Halo's Halo, right? It's got that core, the crisp battle rifle gameplay, the competitive style gameplay, the movement is smooth. There's nothing sort of out of place, like the weird power-ups and stuff. The power-ups are all like very useful to me. Like the grappling hook's cool, and you don't Functional. have it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not being spammed everywhere, right? Like it's it's just a little touch on top of the classic halo recipe it's not we've dumped a new stick of butter into the halo recipe it's just a little little nah, you it's know what spice. i mean like it's it's hard to explain unless you're a halo player right? yeah. like it's got that it's it's halo mm-hmm. um the multiplayer i love the ranking system it's really nuanced i like they kind of did the rocket league thing or the league of legends thing um and man it's just I couldn't be happier with it. Yeah, I agree. The uh, The act of playing it is just such a pleasure. Yeah. It's fun just to run around. There were issues. Um, I would say there probably still are issues with the battle pass. Yeah. With, um, you know, how long it takes to unlock certain metrics or certain yeah. uh, unlockables. But I think they've, they've done some good things with it. They've changed it to where you get the most experience you'll get for the first game you play and it's it gradually goes down from there yeah. so it's like you get 300 experience if i remember correctly for first game yeah and it kind of moves down from there i think that's a good move right but there was a little bit of fussing about like uh if 
there, there was a Reddit post that went viral about how if you were to buy all of the uh, in-game purchases, it would be about $1,700. Oh, that's and cheap. It's like, that's crazy, but they're all cosmetics that you don't need. Like, you could be the best player in the game with the highest rank and have the stock skin. Like, it's just, it doesn't matter. Like, in COD, the Battle Pass affects gameplay. Yeah, you, you get, have all these crazy builds and stuff that you can't get unless you had the battle pass and all these like exclusive weapons and everything like that. In Halo, you just are you're a different color, <laughs> so like it literally doesn't matter. I'm shit brown, baby. Yeah, like oh no, like I'm being shot by the guy that's orange. Or, you know, it's like <laughs> they look cool and like some of the skins are cool and the weapon skins are cool, but like you, no one is at a disadvantage for not having them. If, you know what I mean? Sure, so. definitely. Yeah, and that's... I think there's a lot to say for that. It's it's. There's no Overwa- fundamental... Overwatch. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And I, I played a lot of Overwatch, so yeah. I remember those... Uh, it doesn't mean you don't want the fancy skins. Fuck yeah. Because of course you do. Yeah. Everyone I, does. I want the gold weapons, baby. But you don't need. <laughs> no. That's true. Yeah. They, they want you to buy them, clearly. Yeah. So, I understand. But um, as of when we're recording, the campaign has been out for, I think, like 24 yeah. hours. Yep. So I have played the first two hours of it. So I told you I was going to play last night, and I updated Warzone. Have we, you played that yet? Yeah, I played one round. Of it. We can talk about it later. Okay. Um, and then I updated Vanguard to try to play Champion Hill and, like, never even got... Like, I was sitting there staring at progress bars all night and never played anything i hate how fucking long that stuff takes anymore so what what do you think of the campaign so um i can't i walked into it with like as as few expectations as i could throw at it as someone who really likes halo i I was just trying to walk in and um there are a, a couple little things that i could say about it but i think just what i have to say up front is it it was the first mission alone is so good it is such a good intro back into halo so right off the bat um you're placed onto a giant ship similar to the pillar of autumn this one's called the infinity and you run around and you have the grappling hook right away it does such a good job of giving you plenty of space to experiment Um, You're allowed to just run around and see what guns you like. They have a lot to play with right away. And I think one thing they nailed is this spectacle. So um, I guess I could talk about it. Like you end up um, blowing up this ship. And as it starts crumbling, you have to jump over these as the the building starts to fall apart you have to jump over pieces of it as they like start falling into place and they are massive it feels like this giant structure that you're placed into that you're just scrambling to get away from as fast as you can and it just it's something to say about like i i was smiling the whole time yeah, like by myself epic halo feel yeah I'm, i was reminded of halo 3 when you're in a warthog you know trying that's to that's what it sounds like that's yeah. exactly what i thought of when you said that yeah and it, it's just like it was such a nice touch yeah. like being able to do that so the grappling hook because it's permanent in the um in the campaign you have like a cooldown that i i think you can upgrade and you know you can have more charges but the fact that you can use it for mobility you can use it as a combat option because you mentioned it's obviously in the multiplayer but 
the fact I can use it to get to a more advantageous position, I can use it to stun my enemies, I can pick up weapons at a distance is such a nice addition to the game. And it feels good to use it. Like the act of flying through the air doesn't feel awkward. Oh, yeah. It feels like this natural sort of arc. I even felt like that with multiplayer. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It just I, I feel like the the function of playing Halo is just such a pleasure. Like regardless of you know what you feel about the campaign because to be honest the storyline like the the bad guy in there is really boring to me so yeah. far he's just like the generic evil idiot yeah. bad guy and like I, I don't really care <laughs> yeah it's just fun to get in there and move around and it's just it's just such a dream man it really really is most of the review pages i've read have been nines some tens like mm-hmm. it's going over really well and i think and let's not forget the big delay situation and everything like they they really came through and they listened you know yeah which i feel like uh that's been nothing but but a good thing props that to game, 343 it feels like it needed that extra year yeah which is to me just i would i think people say the same thing about cyberpunk is i'd rather get um a delayed game than no game at all. Like well, a, all of the backlash was just from a gameplay video. Yeah. Like it was nothing, you know? So like they were like, okay, give us another year. And they, they did it. Yeah. Can't complain about that at all. Yeah. Cause the, I think you look at the flip side of that would be battlefield 2042 yeah. where it releases without a campaign. There's all sorts of bugs glitches it doesn't even have a kd screen it's they got rid of the squad the whole squad dynamic thing that's like what that's battlefield like yeah that is what you call a battlefield yeah and they're like we're sorry that you missed these legacy features it's like bitch that's the game yeah imagine if you didn't have an overshield in halo yeah you had call of duty time to kills yeah that's yeah it's just so stupid but uh, i don't know man like Halo is on Games Pass. Everyone knows about it. If you haven't tried it out yet, please, for the love of God, give it a whirl. I, I was so skeptical of it. You ride all the way up to it. I didn't have a expectation for it. I was like, it's a 343 Halo. Let's just see what happens. And I, I love it. Yeah, and so... And I did not like Halo 5. It was ass. <laughs> it was not yeah. good. I think they I think they're still growing pains for 343. I think that they're really really solid on the gameplay front yet again. I think that just that part of it if you're a mechanical player and that's really all you're interested in, I think it's it's got it nailed down to a T, but they tried to do some interesting quote unquote yeah. stuff for Halo 5 with the story, how they wanted yeah. to make Master Chief the bad guy for a little while. But uh, this feels really safe. Yeah. yeah, and this feels really safe. Like you're on another Halo ring. You are fighting just the quintessential. He's just a bad guy. You know what I mean? There's a Halo or a uh, Kotaku article that I read earlier just demolished the intro to the campaign. Like the guy, like who? I, I'd have to bring the article back up, but he hated it. Really? He was just saying like he was upset because there were some cinematics that would like require you to know things about the story from like Halo Wars and Mm. Halo five. And like, he was like so upset that they assumed you would know storylines from those shitty games that no one played (laughs) and stuff like that. And he was just so offended by that, but Mm. 
That's an interesting point of view because... It's Kotaku. <laughs> true. Yeah. I, I didn't get that vibe very much. I feel like it does expect you to know like some of the major factions. Like It expects you to know who the Covenant are. It expects you to know like the races of like the aliens like that's pretty par for the course to me. i think so it's it's the sixth major sequel in a huge huge franchise yeah so but i don't feel like if you didn't know those things it would be unplayable yeah i think those just enhance your viewing yeah i mean right like like not knowing that wouldn't like ruin the fact that you're like flying through space shooting aliens like you're don't overthink it i mean the the campaign in a nutshell is you are a soldier and you're trying to kill people who are trying to kill you it's halo it's halo yeah i mean it's not it's not halo lore nerds are gonna flay us for this but i think there's a lot of depth to it halo stories is i mean i've read halo paperbacks yeah. like it's a it's got a really interesting story i would agree yeah but i mean a reference here and there is not gonna upset me <laughs> i mean it's not the, it's not the witcher i mean yeah. like halo has a really really great story you mentioned yeah. it even having the books is is really cool but like the lore in the game just it, it's not bad and it yeah. doesn't want to be that and that to yeah. me is, is totally acceptable it it wants to be an accessible shooter yeah it reminds me kind of of how dark souls does a lot of its storytelling where a lot of it's environmental i mean there are like logs in this new halo that you can pick up and like listen for like backstory and stuff which is cool um but i I don't feel like that's essential you can enjoy halo knowing that you're playing as a super soldier fighting aliens yeah i think that's that's enough to enjoy the game yeah and master chief it's fun to go deeper for sure but that's enough and that's what he's built for yeah he's like a very close to mute avatar yeah that you're supposed to inhabit yeah it's supposed to be sort of your story right like um he doesn't take on too much of a personality because that's for the player and even bungie said that back in the day like that was the whole point which makes which makes total sense so it and again it's like if you're playing this game and you know shit about the story, you're still going to have a great time. Yeah. If you don't know shit about the Witcher story, you're going to be confused as yeah. all hell. Yeah, yeah. So to me, that's like a huge difference yeah. like in approach to how they want to, how you want to experience the game. Totally agree. So, I like the Witcher analogy. Yeah. I, I Again, it's, uh, I could, there are, are nitpicks. I feel like everyone's going to have nitpicks, but I think the overwhelming majority has, has been for me at least really positive. So yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, I mean, I kind of hate last night I spent messing with COD so much, but I did drop into one uh, Warzone New map. in the Pacific, and it's it's exactly what you probably think it is. I mean, it's so I've heard that the the biggest thing people are really excited about is that it's actually lit. Yeah. It's not just a brown hellhole. Yeah, no, it's like interesting environments, like. It's, you know, flourishing with trees and little, like, the buildings are nice and detailed and have, you know, furnish furnishings. And it's not just a gray, like, PUBG shitscape. That's right. So, and they, they added in, like, combat planes and that, like, take off, like, planes on a runway, you know. It's not just, like, a linear helicopter. And um, they added, like, some different drop types and stuff like that. And right now they have Vanguard Royale, so all the map weapons and your loadout weapons are required to be vanguard guns so it's like all world war ii so it's it's cool yeah um 
d- don't love Vanguard. We don't have to hash that out. It's COD. We can. I mean, we can talk really quick. It's COD. Like, they crank them out every year. Um, the same problem with Madden and the same problem with, like, the sports games. And um, it's just... Cookie cutter. Yeah, it's just rinse and repeat. Um, I don't know who was asking for World War II COD. I don't know who is asking for them to remove gunfight. So there's this mode, uh, Champion Hill is the... The 2v2. uh, 2v2v2, right? Yeah, and also they have a 3v3 mode. So basically the way it works is there's like six teams, this big arena, but it's like five small maps in an arena, and they're sectioned off. And then there's buy rounds. So each team has a certain number of lives, and... When you run out of lives, you're out. And it encourages everyone to just hide to preserve their lives instead of trying to win the rounds. And you basically each round you're playing a different team in the match. So there's six teams of two. You rotate and around. You rotate and like round robin fight each team until there's only one team standing. So I don't know what was wrong with playing old gunfight. I loved Apparently it. Apparently a lot. Yeah. Like play one team best of six every single time you have the same loadout every single time like there's all these weapon upgrades and stuff and different teams are going to have like you might run into somebody with a totally maxed out gun and you've been buying armor plates and what like it's just too many unnecessary variables too complicated i loved gunfight it was like the best thing call of duty has done in years for me a little competitive arena style and for some reason, it's missing from Vanguard. <laughs> it sounds to me like that's filling a need that Big Team Battle fills. Well, it's but... bizarre because the map, the sub maps inside the Champion Hill map could each be gunfight maps. And they're not linked. But you only get to play one round in the map, and then you get round robin to something else. I don't like that. It's a, it's a different team and a different map every two minutes. It feels like... The people who do well are at a higher advantage always. Like well, if you, you win can't the first, get in a rhythm. Yeah, exactly. It would be like if you were playing a basketball game and you're in a big arena with 10 basketball courts and after one team gets up by 10 points, you Four. jump over to the other court and start playing another team. Yeah, you can't learn your opponents. Like yeah. You can't mind game them. You can't strategize. You can't get in a rhythm. Everyone has different weapons bouncing back and forth. Like That was the point of gunfight. It was perfectly balanced like man versus man Mm -hmm. so i don't i really don't like it (laughs) which is yeah that's a huge shame because i feel like that was that was like one of the most easily distilled or like most distilled like pure skill environments there's too many cool interesting games in everyone's backlog to be sitting around playing cod i agree i mean sorry Hey, listen, I didn't say it. (laughs) It just happened near me. It's just, that's just how I feel. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I think there's better shooters. Yeah. Halo exists. There's better everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you really want a a really high skill shooter, I mean, you could always go play Counter-Strike if you're really in that mood. COD's going to have to do something. Like, the Warzone brand has just taken them to a whole new level, and it's probably the most popular game on Earth right now, especially after the refresh. If you flip on Twitch and sort by view count, the first 10 are going to be people playing Warzone. 
right now. Sometimes you'll mix in a little League of Legends with that because it just is consistently like very popular for streaming. But uh, it's kind of a shame to get that you know patterned out game every single year and you have all these cool game studios doing innovative things with interesting titles indies and then we're playing cod yeah again yeah because it's like um yeah there's a lot of really really good options that are out yeah i see what you're saying there speaking of that the releases um I think it's it's worth talking about stuff that's coming out for the rest of the month. Um, one thing is uh, we could talk about stuff that's already released. So one, I'm sorry to say I have not been able to get into Endwalker yet. Uh, the queue has been a nightmare. Really? So, yeah, Still. it's been full every time I tried to log in. And I've been kicked out of the queue a couple times and I just did not want to sit through it again. So I have heard nothing but good things. And it sounds like, uh, and I would agree with this sentiment, that um, people are, they're okay with it. Like, it's totally understandable that this is, you know, a game that people are hugely stoked for. So the servers are just, you know, they're overloaded. Yeah. So it seems really, really, really good. It, It got to a point that the queue time was longer than the, uh, amount of people that could fit into the server, if I remember correctly. That's crazy. So, unbelievable <laughs> stuff, which is really wild. That's sort of like some New World stuff. Yeah. And there was an uh, there was an Amazon outage. Uh, yeah. Three days ago? Two three, days ago? Two days ago, yeah. on tu- It was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Alexas went down, Ring Doorbells, no. New World went down, like because it was AWS, mm-hmm. so it's all hosted on there. So, dude, speaking, I feel I just I'm sorry, I have to bring up New World again. Um, the numbers for that game don't look good. They like went like this. Their percentage, like they had a million people who played it the first day it came out. You know, concurrently, they sit now at ten percent of that, yeah. which is still a big number. Yeah. But it's not impressive to me to pick up a lot of people. It's impressive if you keep them. I don't really know what happened. Like, I don't really have a problem with New World. I, I enjoy it. Um, I think there was just too many interesting releases going on for me to, like... If I'm playing an MMO, that's, like, all I'm playing, really. Like, it's pretty hard for me to just, like, flex in and out of it because there's a lot of stuff going on. And I guess... I don't know, like everyone i know that played new world a lot at release like i haven't heard a peep from them (laughs) it just seems like from i I liked it too um i didn't i didn't fall in love with it by any stretch but i I like the loop i think it's good to play but the overwhelming consensus is that there's really not enough content yeah and the bugs around it have essentially crippled the economy so it's just really really a, a difficult choice to get into Unless you're really interested in just like running around and and enjoying the crafting experience of it, because I think that's good. It's one of those games that's going to be good a year, two years from now. I totally agree. I think the question is just, is it going to? It's going to destiny. Yeah. At some point, so. Yeah, it's you think like free to play or? Well, it's like like revitalized. Yeah, it's it's gonna. It's got all of the core elements there to where if they just kind of improve on 
in-game content and improve on you know some of the economy balancing stuff and some of the loot variety and enemy variety and stuff like that like it the dungeons suck yeah and the rating sucks yeah so that's all like easy dlc stuff you know all that was built i think within the last year yeah because it was just a pvp straight up type of game yeah. and you were supposed to lose everything when you died because the environment and the character specking and like the play style and all that's great mm-hmm. so like it's literally just stuff to do so it's one of those games that's a perfect candidate for like give us a year of dlc and like this game's gonna be completely different yeah that's how destiny 2 was sure like, destiny 2 wasn't great at launch i feel like destiny 1 had the exact same yeah. problem and like it's a completely different game now so yeah destiny 2 is is <laughs> okay yeah. i could talk about how terrible <laughs> the new player experience is for destiny yeah. 2 but i feel like if you can learn what the fuck it's asking of you (laughs) it's an incredible game yeah oh yeah but like the experience of walking in and you're hit with the gibberish of like the main menu and what you're supposed to do well and if you're playing with a destiny player who's like really into it they're like dude all you have to do is yeah Yeah, you just need to do your strikes every day you need to do x y it's like sir what is a strike (laughs) (laughs) oh you mean you haven't deconstructed your (laughs) (laughs) your ingram (laughs) sir what is that yeah that'll be new world yeah i think so too but um it'll be interesting like you said in a year to check on that bad boy see how it's cooking so we can play forza until then that's right that's what i'm saying dude or just halo online halo multiplayer so um that i would love to talk about as soon as i have a chance Uh, solar ash came out on the second which is made by the same team who did hyperlight drifter Mm. which is a really great little indie game yeah so this looks uh Shadow of the Colossus inspired. Haven't had a chance to touch it yet. It looks great. If um, you liked Hyperlight, my understanding is this is a good game. It is not as exceptional as some people found, like the understated story that Hyperlight had, but everything I've heard is great. So I'm excited to give that one a whirl. Um, Infinite is out yesterday. And uh, another one I want to give a shout out to is a game that comes out on the 15th called Eterna Noctis, which... It's a Metroidvania. It's a 2D style where everything's hand-drawn, which I I really like the look of that. Um, It's very much influenced by Hollow Knight from the look of it. Uh, I'm a big Hollow Knight fan. Yeah, I love it. So I am excited to give it a whirl. Uh, It looks uh, very much like fans of Hollow Knight. I'll say that. Okay. uh, You know, like a lot of the upgrades remind me very specifically of equipping charms. Um, so it, hopefully it's good. Um, it looks cool. So I haven't heard much about it beyond that, but it looks like a really sweet little game. So, uh, cool platforming. I think, uh, as long as they nail that movement and, you know, some of the boss fights, it'll, it'll be a good time. So, um, those are the ones I'm excited about. Um, is anything coming out that you'd like to highlight? Not or? other than what we've already mentioned. I mean, yeah. um, I think next show we'll uh, probably go over our, year-end recap we will yep um in that case i I think it's uh it's worth talking about just what we've kind of been playing beyond you know if there's any special shout outs you want to give um i could start is there anything else anything specific you want to talk about um there was one game that i've been playing recently that i wanted to give a shout out to that i don't feel like 
it kind of went under the radar for a lot of people is the new Sherlock Holmes game. It's called Sherlock Holmes Chapter One. Nice. Um, I've never really played them before. It's they're all made by like this one company called Frogwares. Um, they this is like it's like open world kind of. I don't really give a shit about that. It's fun to run around and like solve these cases, and some of them actually are. Uh, they do require you to kind of think through it logically. Like they don't just give you every answer to what you're looking for. So is this like out of your backlog or recent? This, this just came out. Okay. Like okay. it came out like less than a month ago. Okay. So I've put like 20 hours into it and I'm like near the end, I think, but like near the end of the main quest, there's a lot of like side quests you can do. Yeah. And I've been in really enjoying going around doing that. One thing that I, I really think is cool about it too is like, when you do complete quests or cases, whatever you want to call them, um, there you'll usually have like a couple suspects that are like possible that they've done it. Um, but the game doesn't like ever make you feel bad or like tell you if you uh, chose incorrectly because they all make sense to a yeah. degree. So like there's uh, some of them there clearly is like, hey, this person did it. It had to be yeah. that. <laughs> but there's some where, like, once you reason through it, the game doesn't tell you if you're wrong or right. Even, like, if you chose the other option, it's never going to tell you, like, oh, that was totally wrong. You fucked it up, you idiot. Um, I just think that's cool. Like, it encourages you to kind of think for yourself yeah. and see what makes sense to you. So Love I that. think I think it's worth a try if you like detective-style games. Um, I think there's some times where it holds your hand a, a little much. But um, I, I think in the combat is horrible it's real bad <laughs> um, but there's not a lot of that i so. can't believe the sherlock holmes call. can you believe the shooting I'm, in sherlock I'm sucks appalled yeah it's not good and um yeah the, so don't go to it looking for a really tooty shooty kind of game but uh if you want a little detective style game I, I think it's worth a look it's a good choice very good um, out of my backlog, I've been hitting some Deep Rock Galactic. Fuck yes. Awesome game. It's um, just coming to, I think, Switch. It like, I didn't just know came that. to Switch. That's cool, yeah. Um, it's one that I just overlooked for a while. A buddy of mine got me into it, and it's just, it's got a great, like, it. it's like deep enough, but you can jump right in and out of it, you know? So, I, so fun. It's like one of those games that is obviously built from the ground up with playing with your friends yeah like when you're in the lobby waiting to like embark on your missions you can go over and just have beers yeah. and dance around yeah and shit. <laughs> it is so good yeah i love, I love the hell love out of the it. game um it's kind of like uh so you're like dwarves that are going on mining excavation trips and whenever you get in there you're typically looking for like a certain amount of a certain resource and you have a little uh like robot companion and we always call it the dog like whenever we're playing we're like where's the dog <laughs> and you can summon it by throwing down a stake and it'll come and you can unload what you've looted and then sometimes you'll get missions with mechanics where you have to like connect pipelines together and it's just great mm -hmm. um procedural i guess or mm -hmm. are they okay yeah so it is procedurally generated all the classes synergize so well together. Uh, the one I've played the most is the scout, which is like you can grapple around the place and you can throw big flares for yeah. people to see shit. I'm always a gunner. There you go. You just yeah, blast so you throw shit. And yeah. beat, beat shit up. There's yeah. the guy who can drill through anything. Yeah. I think that's the engineer. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. 
Um, that one, and then a little bit of Polybridge too. I've been hitting. My God. Um, are, have you played that one? I love Polybridge. Yeah, so it's it's definitely an engineering game for nerds. It's not. That's just what it is. I love it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's fun. I, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. And I'm. We're both actually engineers. <laughs> not that type, though. <laughs> right. But I took enough mechanical classes. I should be better, but I'm eight. So that yeah. I'm so bad. No, I'm terrible at it, but it's fun. It is a good time. Uh, Every time I think I have a nice design, I look up that level on uh, YouTube, and there's a guy who's an actual uh, civil structural engineer in real life, and he plays that game, and he shares his designs, and they're like so much more efficient than mine use like half the parts and they're like half the cost and he yeah. just drives right across them and yeah. mine just has all these trusses <laughs> like clustered up and it like barely like clunks across <laughs> but oh, it's no. it's so good yeah it's i love those games that like uh they ask a little bit of you like you know you just get from point a to point b however it makes sense yeah i love just being able to kind of think of my own stupid ass solutions so. yeah it's a great time. I love that too. So glad you've been enjoying it. And honestly, I've been sprinkling in a little bit of Valorant here and there. Oh but, yeah. Uh, it's. I, I don't know. It, it is what it is. It's, Have you been liking it? I like it in doses, and then I I like rage quit. It's anger inducing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. That's a good way to say it. Like. Yeah. Like, I start to get in a rhythm, and I'm like, I think I'm good, and I'm like, I can play this game, and then I just, like, have a... And the rounds are long. Like, you have to commit to playing for, like, 30 minutes. It's like CSGO, yeah, the and how long it takes. I'll just get, like, o and it or whatever, and I'm like... Yeah, I don't know if I have the temperament to learn that game, personally. League of Legends does the same thing to me. Counter-Strike does the same thing to me, so... Yep. Speaking of League, that actually reminds me. Um, did you watch Arcane? No, but I've had it recommended to me constantly. It's good. I've heard it is great. I don't give a shit about League of Legends. I don't That's know That's what they about were it. saying. They were like, just watch it. Yeah. Um, I haven't finished it, but I'm halfway through the season, and um, I- I've just been genuinely impressed. I like the art style a lot, Yeah. first off, but um, the story f- feels pretty good. During um, COVID, at the beginning of all the supply chain issues, I bought the Secret Labs chair. And did call you really? It, call it, or you, I thought you knew about this, the League chair. Yeah. Oh, I, you did tell me yeah, about yeah. this. Because I, uh, there's, they had no colorways of just like gray or blue or whatever. And literally the only one they had that shipped within three months was the League of Legends 2019 <laughs> uh, World Championship <laughs> Edition. Yeah. And I've played League like twice in my life, so but you, I have a $500 League of Legends chair. So it was the obvious choice, yeah. the two-player League of Legends. Yeah, and like every now and then, like I'll have someone over to the house and they're like, oh, wow, like you must LCS? be like a hardcore cool. like League player. I'm like, it's the only color they had, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it seems like it's right up your alley as yeah. a huge fan. Yeah. It's um yeah, so I feel like it's it kind of made the rounds. It was all over Twitter, at least the people. I'm gonna I watch it. Have yeah. you seen Star Wars Visions? No, is that good? So it's on Disney Plus, it's the Star Wars anime. What? And it is awesome. Um, You're a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah, and I'm not really a huge anime fan. Like I Me I neither. When I was a teenager, I would watch, you know, like the big ones. I've seen Cowboy Bebop sure. and the classics, stuff like that. But um, it is great. And I do have a Star Wars fan bias, but um, 
each episode is self-contained, so it's not like a series. That's like, cool. Each episode is a completely different like producer and artist. Like they have a totally different art style and a totally different characters, and they're all like a mini story for each episode. So it's an anthology. Does it take place over like a certain era? Or they're all completely bouncing? disconnected from each. Like they have each episode has nothing to do with each other. Is it like stories that have been told or totally, totally new, new stuff? Yeah, and like. I don't know if it's considered canon. It should be since it's Disney, but I haven't really looked into it because some of it's like crazy stuff what that happens? like wouldn't ever happen in Star Wars. Yeah. Like the first episode is like a ninja spaghetti western. So like I love that. Yeah, it's like a black and white uh samurai story and like the the main samurai in the town is a jedi and like he pulls out like his samurai look like the hilt looks like a samurai sword but it's a lightsaber what the? so it's cool. it's fucking cool yeah like it's this guy that i work with was telling me about it and he was like that's the best star wars thing i've ever seen was that ninja episode sure and then the second episode is about guys in a rock and roll band that play for Jabba the Hutt. So it's just like completely un, like one of them's like this dark kind of serious samurai story and it's got kind of like a lighthearted ending. Mm-hmm. And then the next episode is like Pokemon. I love that. Like it's fucking weird. I think that's but great. It's cool. And you know, there's one about twins that are like powerful, like galactic conquer type guys and they're twins and it's it's all over the place, but it's worth a watch. Dude, I'm all in. That sounds really cool. Yeah. It reminds me, uh, God, I even said I'm not a huge anime fan, but I'm going to bring one up. Uh, one of the ones I watched when I was into it is a similar style. It's like an anthology, but or not. I don't know if that's quite the way for it. It's like there's one character who's like central to it, but like every other character changes their new stories every time. They're like not really connected, but it's yeah. called Mushishi. And um, it's like... There's like, I guess you could call them ghosts or like weird sort of microorganisms that like can affect people in different ways. Yeah. And like every single story is like really sweet, like personal, like uh, it does a great job of fitting a lot into like a not lot amount of time. Yeah. So it sounds like this does the similar thing where it like there's a lot at you in like an episode. So I think Pretty that's much. cool. Like they introduce the characters and have this huge story arc and a dramatic ending in like 20 minutes. I think that's so good. It's yeah. like bite-sized. Yeah. There was, um, because I mentioned how much I love the first uh, mission in Halo and I won't dredge this back up, but I think Horizon does, Horizon 5 does a similar thing where the first quote unquote like race that you do mm-hmm. like bounces around and really has this great spectacle to it. But um, I think it's really something because like most people don't have a huge amount of time just to devote to that kind of thing. So yeah, yeah. I, I love kind of condensing it. You yeah. Know? I think if you could, because it's like, it's think, nice to have the option to do so. Yeah. What's the famous quote? It's like, if I had more time, I would have written a shorter letter. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you can make something good quickly like that's it's like really hard to do but it's like super impressive so 100 percent. but that's what i've been excited by that's what i'll be looking forward to man yeah i mean that's pretty much it for me we're gonna have uh recaps for you next time and yep 
Uh, we'll probably branch outside of the games a little bit like we did last. I think we did like album of the year. and Yeah, I want to talk about that too because there's been some good music. The Spotify wrapped is out so we could talk about the yeah, music and stuff. Mine so. was something. Yeah, it's a nightmare. We could talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll kind of talk about like uh, our favorites that have kind of come out this year. So um, already handed it a couple, but we'll go in depth next time. Yeah. So thanks everyone for being here. All right, we'll see you next time at the uh, end of the year special. All righty, take care, guys.